0: Joe, we're live. Joe's lo- joining us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the south of France.
1: <laughs> oh, bonsoir, bonjour, bonsoir. Yeah, evening, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have no fucking clue.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, I just finished up the New Year's Eve party in um, the south of France. What's today? Nice. What's today? 16th. That's right. So Today's the 16th. It was a, it was a big one.
0: It was a big one. <laughs> that's a long-ass party, dude
1: yeah yeah i in. i'm in a right now a, a health spa clinic getting my blood filtered out and oh, on a heavy good. dose of oxygen that's, that's yeah. very
0: nice that's very nice yeah. um so uh look man markets uh, just broke 21 again
1: yeah i mean we were kind of chatting about this a little bit earlier but to me i'm really surprised by this and and maybe i shouldn't be but um you know i gotta think I uh, gotta look, think a lot of.
0: I don't know if it'll last. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: I, I gotta to think speak. a lot of. No, no, it's cool. I gotta think a lot of people, you know, realize that you know you dump all the losers on December thirtieth and you buy them all back on the first or second or the weekend. Maybe they still hold the thirty-day rule for wash trades, but it's not in the books on crypto. So, I just think a lot left and came back in, um, and I think now we're seeing it where you know, it is breaking all those or it is tapping on those doors to, to move up as Sean would say, um, which is surprising to me. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out where's the money coming from. And, you know, I just kind of think with equities kind of ramping again now in the U S and people call it for some big run there, um, that there's just a sense of optimism that, you know, the doom and gloom of, you know, recession, recession, recession in the U S, um, doesn't seem to be taking hold anymore it's so fucking
0: weird though dude it's like i i don't know i mean i don't want to get my hopes up that it'll break through here but it it would be nice i mean you know if you look at the my poorly drawn support lines uh resistance lines you know like 21 757 22 3 23 sean's would be much better i wish we had sean's chart right now but you know um it broke hard through the one we were talking about last week, that 19064 um, And, you know, it's trying right now. It's held up here at the 21 mark, but we'll see if it can break through. I, I have hey, no idea.
1: You don't have access to, to a fire chart for BTC, do you? Because I'd love to see where those, bo- those resistance lines are below the price Let me see if, if they've moved up. Open.
0: Let me see if I have it open. Hold on. I don't know if I have it open. Uh, I don't know. I had it the other day. I was going through fire chart this weekend. Hold on.
1: I saw it in the, the telegram channel earlier. Here I thought go.
0: fire chart. Let me make sure it's going to open properly before I move it over here.
1: Because that would be cool to see where those um, resistance lines are below the price. And what happens, what happened to all the, the short resistance lines up above
0: Fire chart is just the buy ins, right? It's not the, I mean, it's where the volume is for buying in on the price point. But here, let me, let me. Uh,
1: well, it also, you always have those resistance levels, and those are tied to like, I think short orders or long orders. Yeah, position. yeah.
0: You, oh, you mean the, I know what you're talking about now. I yeah.
1: Mean. Okay, hold on. Let me I might be thing. using it the wrong word.
0: No, it's all right. All
1: right. There we go.
0: So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, look, this there was, that was a big breakthrough at 20, at looking at this volume, uh, 9.76 million there at 19.9, um, 27, 27 million. And now, remember, these are based on uh, Binance. so Right. Um, uh, and there's not a lot of fire happening up above here, dude.
1: I mean, so if it pushes through, you know, there's going to be a mad rush at that point. 22,
0: um, you got like seven and six million sitting in that area, um, right above where we are now. You got about 7.9 million sitting. So, you know, I, not a lot. No, not a lot.
1: Not a lot. It is a holiday today in the U.S. too. So yeah, it is
0: a holiday. That's true.
1: No, what, what? What's the? I said, that what
0: chart makes no sense. I think he was talking about my up uh, my trading view chart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what is the lines below on the wallet size is buying? How is that? I can't see it real well because I'm on the phone. But is that when it moves to say today the near term? Which was buying and which was starting to sell, or like what's the? So I just don't remember what the colors mean.
0: Purple is hundred thousand to hundred million. Um, brown is one million to ten million. Orange is one hundred thousand to one thousand. Red is ten thousand to one hundred thousand. So
1: which ones ones are going up? Purple and brown look like.
0: Yeah, you got uh, you got one hundred thousand to one million, and one million to ten million. So
1: Uh, that are active. Big guys, yeah. Yeah, so that tells me something right there. Yeah. Um,
0: and the little guys are not. Little guys are hanging out. I mean, you
1: know. Yeah. But. But that tells me that that's a lot of, you know it's not like um, you know we know that u s hedge funds and institutions are trading on binance all the time, um, otherwise, they wouldn't all just got subpoenaed last week for it. Um, but you know when you look at that those big wallets, that tells me institutionals, so you know I'm like it's it's not like o g whales because they're already there, yeah so to me, it says this is like institutional money. Uh, either coming back in or putting more on the stack because those are giant wallets compared to yep. everybody else. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, that could be a good indicator.
0: Niblet says that does not look like follow the leader action where big bag move and retail echoes. It looks like a lot of money all doing all the same thing, dormant and spike all at the same time. Um, you can look back here. Now, here, here was the retail guys coming in. Well, green is 1,000 to 10,000 orders. Um, you know. So it's been a mix. I mean, there's some there's some truth to what you're saying there. Um, so where was
1: the big... Where was, was the big... There
0: was a spike from...
1: And what day was that? The purple you know, spike.
0: This is... What's this price? This was the 13th. At um, like uh, nineteen something, nineteen point five, up to twenty point nine eight, um, and so here you had a mix, but retail. So that was start- Friday. Starting to leave. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. That was uh, Friday, so they would leave for the weekend. It's a three day yeah. weekend in the U.S.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what we'll see is, I mean, look, this is at the bottom for all orders and uh, one thousand to ten thousand. So everybody's nervous, or they're just out because it's a long weekend, um, mm-hmm. and I would suspect it's the latter. But um, I don't. Who knows? We'll see. Shizzy says, "I think we fly up past twenty-five thousand, then in the next forty-five days, sit between twenty to thirty until the having." Hmm. Interesting
1: theory. You know, didn't we have? Didn't Sean in the last show or the show before? Say he kind of discounts the having effect on um, peer forward. Yeah, that's, an ongoing, that
0: that's an ongoing debate. Um, I don't remember. I think Sean was a little uh, skeptical about the having um, effect, but I don't remember exactly what he said. But that's an ongoing mm-hmm. kind of non ending debate um, for the guy that puts that having chart together. <clears throat> um, what's his name? Is he Plan B? I think that's what he's called. Um, Sounds right. You know, he's obviously still advocating that his chart is right, although at some point when it didn't look like things were going the right way with with his chart, he, you know, he said, look, I, this could all be wrong. We'll see what happens. Um, but now I saw him the other day advocating that, you know, uh, he still thinks it's valid. So uh, who knows? Anyway, I'm happy to see it. Um, you know, I think everyone kind of is hanging, waiting to see if uh, they want to jump back in, especially the little guys who can't afford to lose it all. Um, so, I, you know, who knows? We'll we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is a let's see what happens. But man, it feels a lot like January 21 to me, because I remember, remember there was that run up in December-ish of 20, and then it kind of had a little sell-off, maybe the first or second week in January, yeah. and then it end of the month we all know what happened after that right so you know because i remember kind of that was right around when i just started really going you know when i was really trading a lot and um you know i remember being you know super surprised at that and then it just kept going Um, yeah so you know who knows i I, look i think the interesting thing too is if all these prices rebound then you know i mean that kind of resurrects all these underwater Groups, you know, uh, Genesis, um, you know, Gemini, SBF, FTX, all of those, because Celsius, even. I mean, yeah. look, when this goes back up, I mean, are these actually solvent then? I mean, oh, I think knows? they will be.
0: Yeah, you know. That's
1: so, so it's because I was thinking the other day after we talked about, you know, if grayscale could get that spot ETF approval, what that would do to the space, and you know, I started thinking, God, if if the SEC would just approve that spot ETF for grayscale. It would save all those companies, literally save all of them and save the space and right. then go, you know, get Binance if that's what you really want to do. Um, but this would be one, cause you know, who's in grayscale. It ain't people. It ain't the little people, No, you know, it's the, it's the trade fine institutional types and, in, you know, that, you know, have paid off houses and have tons of capital. Um, so there's probably screaming everywhere for, you know, for this to be approved. And if they're not, you should get on the phone and call your congressmen or your senators and get them to put pressure on. Cause if that approves as Sean called it, I think hyper bullish, which is, you know, I mean, it's not like that's an unknown word, but the fact that he says that, yeah, you know, means a lot to me. Um, so, you know, that would be, if that happens, maybe that's what everybody knows. Maybe that's what. Kathy Woods knew or knows when she doubled down on grayscale and Coinbase and all of those, um, maybe the inside hedgy player types, you know, this is the market chatter that this is getting approved. I don't know. Nobody said it to me. I have no idea, but there's something going on that it seems like, um, has given people a lot of confidence, um, from that side of the, of the equation, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I I I would love for that to be the case, dude. That would be fucking awesome. Just watch this yeah, thing now, blow up.
1: Now I could get back on my full retirement operation, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anayet Kabir gives us lots of thumbs up over and over again. Okay, thanks, Annieette. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Niblet says twenty one had easy money. Where is the easy money this time? Maybe past bull run gains that say on the sidelines and coming back to play. I, I don't Stay.
1: Know. Yeah. Stay on the sidelines, right? Stay on, did I, Yeah. Stay yeah, on yeah the you said lines. it right. What yeah. I was saying, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know, this could be it. Uh, let me see if I can find what I was uh, going to load up here earlier. <laughs> I, You know, I haven't kept track of these guys because they are who they are. Uh, but she, Shiba Inu is launching an L2. And I don't think that community has died down. And I think that, I, I I mean, every time I turn around, I see another, not every time I turn around. Uh, every now and then I see another news story about the developers of Shiba Inu building infrastructure, right? And building shit. And I, I just, I, I'm i kind of amazed that they're continuing to like grow this, you know, dog coin. Um, but they seem to keep building and they've built the decks. They've built, they're building a layer two i mean you got a shit ton of retail traders who all are holding this thing um it's uh it's um uh, it's interesting to keep an eye on i'm not putting anything over there and it's not financial advice but you know we always talk about continuing to build and continuing to build so uh i'm just kind of amazed these guys are actually still at it they didn't take the money and run so you know
1: yeah that's always a good sign that's always a good sign it's the same that you know, I dismiss it too, and I dismiss Doge, but you know, they're doing stuff. Yeah. And you know, I need to sort of pay attention a little better to that because I think it's graduated from the bullshit pile, basically, um, to where now they're actually doing something. Um, yeah. I don't know what their what the pricing is on these right now. Has Doge been moving in the last couple of days, or Shiba? You know,
0: let's take a look. Let's take a look. yeah Uh, not quite as much but well wait yeah i'm on daily so yeah it's had a nice little move but not as much let's check out shiba i don't want uh, coinbase about the same as doge actually
1: Mm.
0: it's interesting not quite as severe a candle up uh, you know, Shizzy says community coins will be a huge thing next cycle. They are no longer memes. That's, you know, that's actually a really interesting mm-hmm. um, philosophical approach. Um, and I actually... Uh, I think there's some merit to that theory. I I like that thesis, buddy. Shizzy said, I put a hundred bucks into bonk just in case. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Uh, Okay. So you sent me over this. You tweeted out this story, dude. What the fuck is going on? Iran and Russia want to issue new stable coin backed by gold.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know how to judge it. I'm not judging it here. I'm just saying that it's interesting. If there's one if it really is physically backed by gold, you know, what that's going to do to the space. Um, Because I mean, you know, it's not like stable coins aren't already in the the target sites, so to speak. Um, This one would just I mean, it would almost be like, you know, everybody, nobody would be thinking about tether or anything else anymore. (laughs) I'm worried about that. They'd all be focused on this. Yeah. So it would be one that I think, that, you know, I mean, think about the sanctions regimes and stuff like that. I mean, that's one that I think if you, you know, we have you have to be careful, regulatory wise, depending on which jurisdiction, because I'm pretty sure that it would be considered a big red flag um, to be moving those coins around your wallet, particularly if you're in the United States of America, I
0: would not even get Yeah, yeah, anybody getting close to that should just, yeah, you're just an idiot.
1: Yeah, you're just sticking a gun in your mouth. but I think it's intriguing, because, you know, it's an experiment, let's say, you know, can they pull? I mean, you know, they're basically hyping it as you know, taking out the dollar. So I mean, you don't think people are going to pay attention at that point?
0: Of course. Um, of yeah. Course. It so get sanctioned like everything else.
1: Yeah. I mean, but it's I already think
0: essentially it's- sanctioned, if you think about it with Iran and Russia, creating. it. Mm-hmm. So it may just fall under the current sanctions regime
1: yeah and i guess it's for them to trade with each other and of course they'll try to get china into it too yeah or maybe the saudis or somebody i don't know if even the saudis would do it with iran there um because of their huge rivalry
0: Yeah. yeah i don't think so
1: but you know it is something to see how it plays out um i was really surprised and i don't know if it's true i just saw the story but i was really surprised to see that and you know let's just see how they play it
0: absolutely uh, I thought this was interesting. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but Binance is allowing institutional investors to keep their collateral off the exchange and using cold wallets.
1: That is interesting. Because now yeah. it's, I mean, it's not even liquid staking. So they can't claw, the Binance couldn't claw it back if the trade went wrong. Right. They would have to administratively get it. Um, yeah.
0: so but, it's you know, like again. Old school contract.
1: yeah. And, you know, the other thing is that it also basically, you know, with all the stuff that's gone on over the last six months with all the custody solutions, it kind of, you know, in the no sex only decks kind of discussions um, it's something that it's almost a marketing thing um, and that it will make, make the decision point easier for institutionals to go, Hey, we can go borrow on this and we don't even have to give it to them. (laughs) It's like, I think it's a good move. Yeah. Um, if I was running a big fund at, you know, bulge bracket bank or asset manager, I would certainly be looking at this. Hell yeah. Because if your trade goes wrong, how long is it going to take them to collect? <laughs> a long time.
0: Finance <laughs> mirror could be a major blessing for crypto investors in leveraged markets as have to keep it. However, using cold storage wallets users continue to trade crypto during volatile sessions without massive outflows on an exchange. Users' assets would also be protected against on-chain hacks, yada, yada. Uh, This is an exercise to build trust among institutions that their funds will remain safe. It's positive development that shows Binance is moving toward becoming an institutionally focused uh, crypto exchange. However, this might not be enough as exchanges will likely have to work with external custodians, to completely eliminate risks around collateral ownership. All right, uh, let's see. Oh, I I have not even looked at this list, but uh, you know what? I don't even know who Yuma platform is well
1: let's go through it let's see what they're okay. saying
0: tokens to keep an eye on bitcoin yes ethereum yes polygon yes cardano no no uh <laughs> Dogecoin. yeah we Maybe. just kind of talked about that Stablecoin, okay um i do they what? just generally mean every stable coin i guess so they're mentioning tether and usdc um and that's a really boring fucking article okay
1: yeah on. move on <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh ETH reached uh five hundred thousand validators uh I guess uh, this weekend uh coming upon the uh Shanghai upgrade, which will allow everyone to get their uh tokens out if they so choose. So and I think that's supposed to happen in was it March or May? I'm mixing up the M months. Let's see, does it say in this article when uh, Shanghai is supposed to hit in March. So uh, pretty interesting that new money is coming in this close to being able to take money out. Um, but uh, I'm glad to see uh, that uh, scam ScamTherium as Sean would call it, is uh, mm-hmm. is um, uh, is seeing growth in the validator space. Uh, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, you know, I think when you know, I was thinking more about that discussion that you guys had and. Um you know, and it really to me revolves around what the word decentralization means, and you know, in everybody's perspective and so from Sean's perspective, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, it really hinged around the governance control of the voting interests of ethereum, you know, as in and I think when he says scam, he means that oh, they said they were decentralized, and now they're really not, and not that it's the way we would imply scam, you know, scam to us seems like you know. It's a rug pull, or it's a thievery, or it's you know something like that. It's a hustle. So I don't think. I mean, to me, it's not that. Um, But uh, hold on one second, buddy. I'm sort of just got to get my daughter first.
0: Okay, so uh, yeah, look, I agree with Joe that um, the the um, uh, that we just have a different definition of scam. Uh, and he, and the definition of scam is a dishonest scheme, a fraud. So, you know, um, that's under what, uh, Sean feels about how Ethereum was funded and who got the bulk Mm -hmm. of it and the 60% that he claims, uh, control it. Um, you know, you could see that as a dishonest scheme. Because the fundra the ICO it was not uh, statistically fair uh, and who got in and who didn't or who got in early Mm -hmm. who didn't and uh, so you can definitely see his point of view for us you know or for how I think of scam it's somebody actually stealing money from someone right in some way or another conning a con right so maybe I should use the term con Um, and so I mean look that's a semantics argument but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's hard to argue with some of the points he makes about the control Mm -hmm. by these folks. But um, I I don't in my mind, for the way I think of the word scam, think of it that way. So
1: yeah, I think it's that, you know, if the intent is to steal the money and hustle someone, it is that but I think that the more stuff that you know, they're saying, Oh, it's, you know, and I guess it was proof of work at the beginning. and, And I don't remember when they did the ICO, it was still proof of work at the ICO, I guess. But you know, they then allocated it weirdly. So, um, maybe our, you know, now today, obviously that would be called out, but maybe when it was only those two players on the board, basically, um, it seemed more important in marketing language, um, versus, um, you know, an outright hustle. So I think we are on the same page, um, Speaking of speaking of
0: scams, let's I want you to pretend, Joe, for a second with me mm-hmm. that um you headed up a massive um cryptocurrency fund um and your fund completely collapsed and uh you uh you uh impacted and cas- caused cascading liquidation events across the entire spectrum of crypto. And then uh, yep. a few months after you did that, an exchange called FTX uh also collapsed and caused further damage to the entire uh, ecosystem at dramatic scale. And it was called FTX. Um, I, you know I think it would be a great idea for you then to create a cryptocurrency exchange and call it GTX.
1: Yeah, you know and let's go out and raise 25 million in seed money too based upon our track record. And yeah, you know, and then we'll just you know, what two point oh, dude.
0: Yeah, I
1: just I thought mean, that was pretty rich.
0: You got balls. I mean, you gotta have balls, cause you. I don't. I don't even know how you do that pitch. I. I can't even imagine standing up to make that pitch. I. I don't. I don't.
1: Well, my first question is: Don't you still have twenty five million sitting around? You know, it's not like these yeah. guys are broke. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And two, who are they going to? They're probably going to the original investors over there going, hey, let's roll it up. Let's do it again, baby.
0: And what let's is the go. claims market? Do you know what the fuck the claims market is?
1: It, How is it spelled? C-L-A-I-R. Oh,
0: fuck. I didn't realize what this is.
1: <laughs> what?
0: They are proposing to specifically target claims against bankrupt firms. So you're going to be, I guess it's like you can trade your claim and sell your claim against in a bankruptcy filing. So Mm -hmm. if you, you know, think you're going to get 10 cents on the dollar, you can maybe flip it and sell it for 5 cents on the dollar because you want the money now instead of 10 years from now. I'm just assuming what what all this means. Yeah, that makes
1: sense. No. Oh,
0: yeah, they propose to target claims against bank. FTX users are selling claims at 10% face value for immediate liquidity or waiting 10 plus years for the bank- bankruptcy process to disbursements.
1: Look, you're better off waiting 10 years at this point.
0: Yeah, because, this is an interesting again, the, model, though.
1: Yeah, it's the value buy. Distressed asset buy stuff. I mean, yeah. and hey, you're on the inside of the scheme, so you're going to know where all the, the value distressed stuff is, um, which is probably what they're saying. but this is never going to happen um, because we know where they're all going to end up next. Yeah. Um, These are the guys that aren't cooperating with anybody and they got the Korean authorities after them and they got, you know, presumably others. Um, Oh, and and here's their partner,
0: their partner Coinflex halted withdrawals in June, but resumed partial withdrawals the following month. It also sued an individual user in Hong Kong court that month as it sought to fill an $84 million hole in its balance sheet. It is now in the process of restructuring.
1: Hmm. I mean it's a a, you know go clean up the space uh, play but you know I don't know who would it's not like they know where all the bodies are buried and it's not like they really had any real expertise other than you know the hustle so I don't see any real investor doing it but you know there's probably plenty of other ones out there that would do it Um, that you know maybe it's you know people sitting on tons of crypto that see it as an opportunity I Um, I, I, I like the know. model.
0: I just wouldn't give any money to, to those folks. Right. So no, yeah, I, I think the model makes sense and could make some serious money. I mean, it's a longer play, um, well, but you know,
1: but don't also, also for, don't forget too, that when these guys actually eventually end up in courts and they're going for all their assets, whatever ownership in this fund would get seized to. So, you know, you really, is this fund going to make it for the 10 years required? Or is it going to get taken over by the the liquidators? Um, That's interesting. I would would say probably the latter is my guess. um, Because they'll go for everything once they have these guys on, you know, their hands on them, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I guess. What's that
1: thing to the right? It says BT price cancels FTX losses. What does that say in the column to the right of the headline?
0: I'll find out.
1: Yeah, as James said, of course, they don't want to use their own money. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. Remember that movie from the, maybe the 80s called Other People's Money, I think? Yeah. And it was Danny, Danny DeVito was in it, and he was like, you know, a hedgy type, activist type. I mean, that is a funny movie. Um,
0: if Absolutely. Any,
1: most people haven't seen it, but, you know, it's just his lines in that movie have been used in finance circles for the last, you know, what? 30 years, something like that. So yeah. it's worth watching for everybody.
0: Well, this, um,
1: it says it's mitigating. F- this is
0: isn't the narrative that it, the headline said, okay. That's weird. Oh, here you go. Institutional interest recovery. Another chart retracing the entirety of its FTX losses is the largest Bitcoin grayscale data from CoinGlass shows that is the 13th the latest data for which data is available. GPT shares traded a discount to the net va- asset value of 36.26%. This discount, formerly positive and known as the premium, has been ticking higher since the end of December and mm-hmm. is now higher than any point since the FTX meltdown. Its largest ever reading came just before that when it hit 48.62. Uh, the controversy continues to raise often publicly, but GPTC is delivering its most encouraging results in months. Behind the scenes, Grayscale continues to battle U.S. regulators, blah, 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 to get the ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, but I think that was the point you and I were talking about before, mm-hmm. the, uh, that, um, you know, this rising price can uh, lift all drowning boats. These
1: guys... Yeah. into solvency. Um, you remember that discount rate, I think when we talked to Sean last week was at 43% and now it's at 32%. So, you know, there's, that bodes well. Shizzy says,
0: Shizzy says, Harry Yee is an investor in G, Scammer Alert, Harry Yee is an advisor in GTX. (laughs) Great.
1: Really? That'll tell you everything
0: you need to know.
1: Yeah. Thank God he's on the sidelines at, uh, our buddies over at the foundation
0: yeah exactly that's crazy uh niblet says good lord shizzy i almost mentioned Harry he is a joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey by the way guys nice show last night i listened to those guys last night so
0: oh good um, i didn't get to hear it i'll I'll check it out yeah. on the youtube uh the folks at uh, world economic forum are uh starting to freak out a bit uh, about crypto uh, mm-hmm. nigel green the ceo of financial management firm devere group has warned that global lobbying organization wef will likely fail if it fails to focus on crypto regulation so they're looking for us to quickly ban it right mm-hmm. uh shizzy says it's true harry was on crypto banner this morning talking about it what unbelievable uh, I, I, you know they all they all hang together anyway i like seeing them all squirm it's going to be interesting to see how they react um let's see what else we got joseph oh uh i thought this was kind of interesting um it's a visual representation of uh your trading history so this is dc investor um and i think i thought it was also crypto investments but i guess it's all nfts um but it's kind of cool to kind of go in and see you can set yours up and you have your own page where it shows all your crypt your nft holdings and Really, really good shit. yeah it's
1: good. oh i should plug yeah. into that because i have a wallet stuffed with them that i never do anything with yeah, there um, you go. i mean like i go to OpenSea once every two oh, months to see what's going on go. i realize nothing
0: here's DeFi money blue chip holder holds some uh yearn token swapper made five token swaps on dexes and wallets airdrop claim or claimed airdrop for me and s bridge user bridger of assets to zk sync Stablecoin Holder owns USDC and DAI. That's actually kind of cool, actually, when you think about it. It's what's loaded the, what's, the, what's it the address? Chainstory.xyz. Chainstory.xyz. Okay. Uh, for those of okay. you playing along at home. Oh, yeah, more a lot more loaded. Oh, he's got a ton of shit. Uh, waiting for the DeFi and money to load. Community, he's in a VIP community. He's a DAO contributor to NounsDAO and Super Rare. Uh nft investment down member this is cool i i actually like this i hadn't loaded it up before the show so um it's pretty interesting
1: chain story okay, cool. xyz okay yes sir
0: yes sir uh i have not done uh polygon i haven't done any research but uh polygon's doing a hard fork tomorrow uh, um, to address gas spikes and chain reorg problems i guess in the current code um the software is going to t- is January 17th. will address gas spikes and chain reorgs. Um, involves an adjustment to how it sets gas fees, a kind of tax one pays out, blah, 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 with the fork Polygon aims to reduce the spikes in gas prices that tend to occur. When there's a lot of activity on chain, although gas will still increase during peak demand, it will be more in line with the way Ethereum gas dynamics work now, Polygon said, the goal is to smooth out spikes and ensure more seamless experience the second proposed chain addresses reorgs which can occur when a validator node one of the computer uh, receives information that temporarily creates a new version of the blockchain Some, such an event makes it difficult to properly verify if a transaction is a successful since nodes will need to reconcile which chain is the correct one um they have frequent up reorgs now polygon wants to reduce the amount of time it takes to finalize a block to verify a successful transaction the plan is for Polygon's sprint length to be reduced from 64 to 16 blocks so Hmm. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's any significant impact
1: on users
0: uh, in terms of having to do anything or
1: anything else yeah, but how um, much can the gas prices be spiking? I mean they're they're not you know polygon is like low, low, low.
0: Well um, yeah I think they just feel like you know people have an expectation of it being low 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 and then when mm-hmm. when it's not because it's spiking because of uh, clogged network, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. they, uh, let me check something here, see if I can find some data. Uh, I'm just looking for a chart. Nope, that's not helpful. Um, Gas price chart. Yeah, okay, this shows the spikes. So, these big spikes here.
1: Just out of curiosity, what is the charge at the top of the spike? Like for that, yes.
0: Uh, it just tells you in GUE, I have no idea.
1: All right. But yeah, so ten times it looks like the normal or yeah. fifteen times the normal, yeah, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's usually down here. So I guess that's well, and I thought even these spikes get a little bit crazy, right? So mm-hmm. three hundred and sixty-four GUI versus eighty-nine. Um one thousand 1, three hundred and eighty-two GUE. You know, so that's that's a pretty significant jump, ten x, like you said. So, mm-hmm. you know,
1: that's uh, a smart hey, thing for them to address. It stabilizes the network for going forward because it's only Shiz- going to scale up more business. Shizzy right?
0: says, "I'd pay more in gas for the security of sixty-four blocks over 16. No, that's a really valid point. I, I mean, Good I think in the, I think in the case of uh, uh, Polygon, sixteen's probably enough. But maybe they could have gone to thirty-two, um, but you know, I would assume the brains at, at Polygon have thought through this issue uh, pretty significantly at this point. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, they're so, a smart team. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, did we talk about Gemini and Genesis being charged by the SEC? We did, didn't we? Selling
1: unregistered we, we may have security. mentioned it. Yeah, we yeah. didn't go into it in depth, though, but we did mention it a couple of times, I think. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think we're good on that.
1: Uh, I thought it was so funny just without all the open letters out there from Cam. And now we know why. Yeah, you know,
0: exactly.
1: So exactly. he was just panicking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, you know, if again, Spot ETF, if it got approved for grayscale, would immediately put Genesis and DCG into solvency, which would immediately allow them to pay back the money to Gemini, which would immediately allow them to pay back the money. Um, you know, it's just, I. if I'm sitting there and I'm Gary Gensler and I'm like, oh, shit. We're going to have a massive train wreck here now when these fuckers fold, but I can save the day by approving a spot ETF on BTC. I do it because one, it it makes me look better to like all the wall street cats and everybody else that I'm going to be looking for a job from soon. But also it just saves all the getting dragged in front of Congress and shit to explain why this happened. And, it just takes it off the board as an issue.
0: Yeah, it's so, totally true. And and that logically not, makes sense, but I think he's the type that his ego is so embedded in being anti that mm-hmm. that he he would feel like can't it's a loss. It. Yeah, it's a it's a he loses, right? And he he's just the type that can't afford can't afford in his own mind to lose, you know, and he would see it as a loss. Um, of course, yeah. he can spin it the right way, exactly what you said. He could spin it to be, hey. We think Bitcoin is not a security. We think Bitcoin has value. We think there are a lot of investors hurting. We want to do what's good. And we've waited long enough. Now let's do an ETF. But I I just think his ego won't let him do it. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's so many arguments. I mean, he could be like, because it's such a short term ego play for him. Because, you know, look, if he pulled, if he did it, and then everything recovers, he's like, I saved the crypto industry. Exactly. You know? I saved you guys hundreds of billions of dollars and that ego gets in play then. So um, I I hope, I mean, I'm just hoping he's as selfish and uh, narcissistic (laughs) as I think he is (laughs) (laughs) and thinks of it that way, you know, Um, because what's good for him him, then is good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, No matter what we think of him personally.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Before we close for the day, um, there was a, a big NFT holder that got, um, his shit stolen. uh, Hmm. I don't know if it was Friday or over the weekend. I don't remember. Um, But here's what he did wrong. If you've got a cold wallet, (laughs) don't put the private keys for that wallet into MetaMask or into anything else digital on your computer or any other device, because then it's now a hot wallet. the 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 idea behind a cold wallet and this is a great i'm gonna put this in the show notes because it's a great little summary of why this works Mm -hmm. but essentially the idea is is that your cold wallet is storing your private keys right that's what it's keeping safe your private keys as soon as you take that private key for that same wallet and you put it into metamask or somewhere on your computer or somewhere on your phone you have no longer protected your private key and you need to start over so this guy put his private key into Metamask and created a the you know, so he could see his instead of connecting the cold wallet to Metamask, he actually put, pasted in the metamask key and then later on downloaded by mistake malware. And mm-hmm. so the malware looks for and waits to see if it can if it can access a wallet. and if that private key is there, and once they do, You can walk it out. So he thought he had everything protected in a cold wallet. He didn't realize that putting that private key into MetaMask meant that if his computer was ever compromised, everything gets cleaned out, which is what happened.
1: So is this where people are using, say, a ledger to authenticate trades on MetaMask and they get confused and put it in?
0: I think that they get confused. I will tell you the step of setting up a le- the steps of setting up a ledger can be very confusing, especially for people mm-hmm. who have never dealt with a cold wallet, right? And so, what happens is, I mean, Ledger is very explicit in their instruction on how to do it properly, and and mm-hmm. they never tell you to put the private key into MetaMask, et cetera, et cetera. But I think people don't understand how it works. And what the purpose of a cold wallet is, and so they want to see what's going on with their wallet or want to do a transaction, and they end up putting it in MetaMask, or they just get lazy and they're like, "Fuck it, nobody's going to hack my computer." Either way, mm-hmm. you know, this guy turned his cold wallet into a hot wallet, put it on MetaMask, and then wasn't safe about something he downloaded to his machine, and basically, you know, invited thieves in to steal shit, and so
1: yeah, they, they did. Well, well, look the way. I mean, I have, you know, for my hot wallet, obviously there's multiple wallets in there. Um, But for my cold wallet, you know, that's just where I store everything. Um, And I don't keep a lot in the hot wallets, nothing that I would worry about getting snatched, let's say. I mean, I'd be bummed, but I wouldn't be like screwed. right? Right. Um, And I don't do it on centralized exchanges either. So, you know, I don't, I think I do have the, yeah, I'm doing something with um the ledgers. I do use that over on um uh the old remembered my ether wallet, Mew. Yeah. Yeah, I am somehow doing something with it there, but never with any seed phrase. That's what's so weird. I just don't get how people would unless they're going to the MetaMask, you know, installing a new MetaMask wallet and they or, you know, um uh moving a MetaMask wallet to another device or another browser and then the enter the seed phrase then to get that up are they mistakenly ending in the ledger seed phrase at that point? And then having the same seed I, phrase for both. I, I don't get it.
0: I don't either. It's crazy, but anyway, yeah. um, but it's, be look, safe, it's, a, it's a confusing <laughs> process. So I will, uh, if, if you want to understand a little better, I'll put this thread in there. It's a good explainer on, on cool. what to do. That's all I have loaded Joe.
1: Hey, it's a holiday, man. It's this a holiday. It's a short
0: day. Yeah, well, yep. we, we made it eh, 45 minutes, whatever. So, uh, yeah. cool. Shizzy, Niblets, James, uh, Yolercozer, Anyet. that's everybody. Thank you so much for participating. We love and appreciate you. Please, if you get a moment, just go to um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review over there. Make sure you subscribe so you get the latest episodes if you're listening on your favorite podcast app. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, smash the thumbs up. And uh, click the subscribe button and uh, put up turn on alerts so you get notified when new episodes come out. Uh, we love and appreciate all of you. Happy MLK Day, Joe. Have a lovely afternoon.
1: Hey, you too, man. Um, it's chilly out this morning. It's nice now, um, yeah. but enjoy the weather, dude. I mean, this is what we're here for. It's Absolutely. Just, just a little, little bit chillier than than I think is optimal, but it's just a great time to be outside. Um, yeah. And everybody else, if you're not in these plays. Be super careful if you start entering in now, Yeah, you know, in the sense, do do the stuff that, you know, I mean, not quite at Sean's level of the hundred entries, but, you know, spread that stuff out a little bit. Absolutely. Don't 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 commit the stack, you know, um, be smart and be safe. Yep. All right.
0: Absolutely. Have a great one, everybody. Take care. Talk to you
1: later. Bye bye. All right, buddy. See you tomorrow. Cheers. All right, man. Have a
0: good one.